Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week's guest is the queen of confidence and the creator, producer, and star of the Instagram Live reality show, Let's Fucking Date. Welcome, Serena fucking Kerrigan. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Of course, this is honestly a pleasure to chat with you because you are just like, I don't know, like you are confident in the least corny way. <laughs> I didn't realize confidence is corny. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not about confidence. But do you know what I mean? Like, you know when sometimes people are just, like, super fucking positive, but, like, it just seems very, like, not genuine, like, very disingenuine confidence. I totally agree. I mean, I think that, you know, I did a lot of reading and um, I always felt like, you know, confidence was marketed towards women as like, love your body, like affirmations, like you're, you're worthy. And like, I was like, okay, like that's great. And I also found a lot of books too, like were actually pretty religious. And I was like, that's nice. And if that works for you, great, but that doesn't work for me. Like what works for me is looking in the mirror and being like, you're a bad fucking bitch. Let's fucking go. And that kind of mentality is just what I, you know, that voice and that brand voice is, um, yeah, it just worked for me. And I was like, maybe it'll work for other people as well. Exactly. Like it just, I feel like in the age of like, you know, digital media and everything, things can really, at least for me, I feel like I can definitely decipher when something is like very staged or fake. And when something is just very genuine and real, and you know that this person is just putting out their like truest self. And even if you weren't speaking on confidence, just like observing you to me, like you radiate that confidence and it is very inspiring. And like, I guess when I said corny confidence, maybe that was like kind of a douchey thing to say, but like, uh, but you know, like it just, when people are just very like, you know, believe in yourself. And yeah, I think you definitely should fucking believe in yourself. But like, I feel like there are different approaches to it that make it more realistic, I suppose. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think the problem, there's two things. One, I think that a lot of the times it's very earnest, which is fine, but I'm not like that. And two, I think that people preach like love yourself, but they've never given actionable steps as to how. And that's really what my company is about. It's about, and the brand is about really like diving into, okay, this is what you, you can do. You know, and I think it definitely comes across that way. And uh, for me, like I, I'm a pretty confident person. I talk about how much I love myself all the fucking time because I do love myself. And it's it's not something that just happened one day. It's an, I didn't just wake up and like, oh my god, I love myself so much. Like it's something that kind of grows over time. And I think that I'm of the belief of fake it till you make it to a certain degree. What are your positions on the fake it till you make it kind of confidence approach? I think that. I don't like the using the term fake it because it means that you're not Fair. confident at all. Fair. I think yeah. that when we're born, we're all born with confidence. I think what happens yeah. is that we get infected by the media, by society, by comments made by parents, family members, friends, and we we lose that part of ourselves, but not completely. We're just kind of confused. We like all of a sudden start to see ourselves through the eyes of others and we compare ourselves to others. So I don't like telling like my clients, I do confidence coaching um, yeah. all the time. And I, I don't like to tell them to fake it till they make it because it just feels weird. Like they feel like they're not actually confident. They're just pretending. And that's not true. They are confident. They have that. They just have to unlock it. They have to find it. They have to like rediscover it. And I think that with SFK, I created this persona in college who was, you know, someone could say I I was faking it, but it really wasn't. I was just projecting this like character, this, you know, overtly like confident and just, extra larger than life persona yeah. kind of remind me of who I really am. 
Yeah, because it's like you're creating this persona for yourself to kind of feel more confident, but that persona isn't separate from who you are, right? You're just kind of finding the parts of yourself that are strong and then kind of like, I don't even know, like focusing on those things and then slowly starts to kind of translate into other parts of your life and other parts of yourself. And like, that's where kind of, I think the real self-love could form from. Definitely. And so I know, so, okay. I just, is, is fucking really your middle name? No, it's definitely not my middle name <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, I do think that it's very fucking iconic um, that you did start kind of creating this persona for yourself when you were in college and it just kind of happened. Like you didn't like, you weren't like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like it just happened organically. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't even know, you know, I, when I talk about it now, it seems as though I have this all figured out, right? Like that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't call myself SFK because I wasn't confident. And none of this was conscious at all. Like I remember it was the first week of Duke. I got to college. All my friends were size zero and two. Yeah. Every for frat and lacrosse player, like boy, like wouldn't even look at me. I felt invisible. And I just was like someone who I'm super outgoing. I love being, you know, the life of the party. I love being social. And I, I felt like I kind of like lost myself. So I was like, what can I do that is going to command attention in a way that like has nothing to do with the way I look? And that's what I came up with. It was just like a very like impulsive thing. And I did so early on when I got there that everyone just started calling me SFK. But you know, I got a lot of pushback. I got a lot of pushback from like older sorority girls. I got a lot of pushback from even my close friends because they're like, we love you. Like, you don't need to do this. Like, it just comes off. I got, I remember a guy being like, no one's going to want to hook up with you because like, guys are so like, like intimidated by what you do. And, and then later, you know, after college, like, um, uh, my parents were like, get rid of the fucking, no, you your resume. <laughs> and I was like, no, I am like, my manager was like, no, one's gonna hire you for a job. I still did. And you know, my agent was like, I don't think you know, you need this. Like, I think, you know, so many people were like, ah, like fucking, whoa. Yeah. But, yeah. We really, but then everyone, every single person, because I, because I, didn't care what people thought. And because yeah. I knew in my, in deep down that this was, whether it was a crutch at first that later became something I knew was going to be a great branding tool or whatever, it was part of my identity and I didn't let it go. And I didn't, you know, I just, uh, I didn't waver. And I'm so proud that I, that I made that decision that I knew that this was something that was going to set me apart. And I really do believe in being polarizing in that sense. Like no one, yeah. no, you know, and by the way, like any guy who would, who would have done that, no one would have said shit, but it's the fact oh, that no I'm one would have woman. said anything. Yeah. Anything. You're a woman. No, yeah. I'm a woman. And I also think it's turning the word on its head. It's like, Oh my God, fucking that's a curse word. Like women shouldn't be using that. Like whatever. And it's like, yep. you know, it's like commanding attention in a room. It's taking up space. It's saying, this is who I fucking am. You should pay attention. And when people start to realize that, um, <laughs> they, they, you know, they love it. They fall in love with it. Exactly. And, and I, I relate to that so deeply because I, love cursing. I think it's a way of expressing myself. It's not that I have a lack of vocabulary, which I feel like that's always thrown around like, oh, people who curse a lot, they don't have a no, it's it's not a lack of vocabulary or not being well read or whatever. I it's it's there's something liberating about it. And it feels good in this way that I express myself. And I do feel as though women are scrutinized for the way that they speak way more than men for like a myriad of reasons. But in general, when a female curses, it's like, oh, my God, is she did she just say fuck? Like, 
like it's like this weird shock and I definitely feel like that needs to be gone like that just needs to be done and so that's another reason why I love what you do because you're kind of erasing this weird stigma around cursing because for me a word is not like a foul word because of you know whatever the context is it's it or not whatever not whatever the context like whatever the definition is it's the way that you use it that I think that makes a word bad I suppose like if you say like I fucking hate you that's kind of mean that's not nice but I think if you're just saying I'm Serena fucking Kerrigan like yeah that's fun why not you're just expressing who you are and it's just kind of a little bit of shock value is kind of fun I, I totally agree with you. I think it's all about, you know, what is a word? Like you have to see yeah. the intention there. So I'm in a complete agreement. And, you know, I realize that like, yes, there are brands that definitely turn me down because of it, but it's the same reason why, you know, sometimes people go to my Instagram and they're like, ah, like I hate this girl, you know, it, it, yeah. you have to get to know me. And so the brands and people that do take time to get to know me and understand, understand what it's about instead of making this quick snap judgment with bias, they love it because they understand what it means. And those are the people I want in my life. Those are the brands that I want to work with. So I think that like, you just should never waver. You should never, you should never conform because you're afraid of what people are going to think. Like if you're a good person and your intention is pure, then like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's not like I'm like a racist Nazi. Like I'm exactly like, I'm trying to make women feel empowered. So if a word is really deterring you, then honestly, I don't want to fucking work with you either. A hundred percent. And also like, I don't know if you experience this. I'm sure you have. I feel like every woman has experienced this. Whenever you exude confidence, a lot of times people will interpret that as arrogance or kind of being showy. Because I, if I say like, oh, I fucking love myself. I'm the fucking best. I will get people telling me like, you're so arrogant. Okay. Like that's so un- attractive and I'm like let me chime in here I disagree yeah there's a difference between cockiness and confidence yeah cockiness is when you are you are saying things like I'm the fucking best and you suck or like oh like oh did you see those shoes that girls is wearing like yeah or better right it's putting people down to lift yourself up that's what cocky confidence is I'm the fucking best and guess what so are you your friend is speaking badly about yourself so you go no 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 we don't speak badly about ourselves. And yep. that is the very fundamental difference because insecure people are cocky. They're overprojecting confidence in a way to make themselves feel good. But by doing that, they're they're judgmental and they're putting other people down to lift themselves. Exactly. Up. But confidence and I'm I'm empowered myself, so I want to empower others. And I think that that distinction is very important, you know. And and at the end of the day, if me saying I'm fucking amazing is bothering someone, it's because they're insecure. Like it should yeah. not bother you that I'm empowered and I love myself. That's a huge uh-huh. problem. A hundred percent. And I think that that's why I was initially drawn to you because I'm going to be honest. I saw people posting about your dating show and I, I was just like, Oh, this girl has a dating show, you know, whatever. And then I watched the first episode and I didn't expect to relate to you so much to like really just immediately be like, I fucking love everything this girl stands for. But it's because you really just kind of put it all out there. You are who you are and you are not saying I'm the best and everyone else fucking sucks. Like you're saying I'm the best. Everyone else can be the fucking best too. And that is something that I think I, I've tried to preach maybe not as well as you do because you're fucking excellent at it. But like, it's just something that I think that women need to do for each other. Like, and the whole negative self-talk thing is something that 
really upsets me, not because, you know, it hurts me in any way, but like, I hate seeing women constantly being, oh, I'm ugly, I'm fat. And and I totally understand having days where you don't feel your best. It happens to everyone. But I feel like when you speak it into existence, it kind of does just that. And you start to believe that about yourself. I agree. We're aligned. <laughs> like, I think, yeah. I mean, it's taken me a long time, you know, like to figure this out. Like I, I can't even tell you how many years it's taken me to become confident and then to figure out what my brand, to go from a persona to a brand, to go from a side hustle to making this my full-time job, to go from being a freelancer to making myself a CEO and founder of a company. Like it, it takes fucking time. And I, I think that, you know, because of social media and because we see what everyone's doing, we think yeah. that we're behind all the time. Yeah. And I really, you know, try to always just like put on blinders and focus on the work that I'm doing and how can I just be in competition with myself and not compare myself to others. Cause it really is just such a waste of time. Like no one is going to be you. You're never going to be anyone else. Someone's always going to be more talented than you and work harder than you and be smarter or prettier or funnier or whatever. But that doesn't matter because you're always going to be that to someone else. So instead of focusing on what everyone else is doing, focus on your mission. What do you want to accomplish? What are your goals? How can you get there? And I think that if you just focus on the self and your relationship with yourself, then you know you can really succeed and you can manifest whatever you want in life. You literally have articulated something that I've thought in my mind for years, but just haven't been able to like verbalize. Like that's just what it is. It's like you comparing yourself to other people is truly a waste of time because that's not going to help you get any further. It's not going to change who you are or things that you might want to change about yourself. The only thing you can do that's actually beneficial and going to help you move forward in life is just focusing on yourself, what you can do, what you are capable of, and then pushing yourself further to do more than what you thought you were capable of. And I, I think that it's uh, incredible. So you were a video producer and host at Refinery29 for like over three years and you left right before this whole kind of corona thing happened. Did you have a plan when you left? Um, literally I quit my job one month before lockdown and oh my God. I didn't have a plan. You know what my, I told everyone my plan was, I said, I'm leaving to build my empire. I said that on my Instagram. I said that when the video, the head of the video department called me and was like, thank you so much for your work. He was like, may I ask what you're doing? And I literally said to him, I said, I'm going to build my empire. And he said, what a beautiful thing to say. And it really is. It's, did I know what the empire was? No. Did I spend the first like month of quarantine making TikTok dances thinking I'm out of play? <laughs> like, yeah. Like I had no plan. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know, you know, I, I know, I knew uh, for a couple of years that I wanted to become like really the queen of confidence. Like I wanted to yeah. be like the Oprah of confidence. Like I wanted whenever, when, when I, anyone thinks of confidence, it's me. And I want to offer every single part of that, the education, the entertainment, the physical, tangible aspect of it, every thing. Uh, but again, like I knew that I knew I was brand strong. I knew that I had a really engaged audience. Mind you, I only had like a 25, 26,000 followers at that point. Uh, and I was like in March. I was in March. So, Oh my God. I really just like, you know, thought about what do I enjoy doing? And then like during lockdown, I was like, what do I enjoy doing? I, I like, I love doing live. I did a lot. I was um, their experienced live producer for my work at Refiner29. It was the first team that I was on for two years. And so everyone was going live on Instagram. And I just started going live every single day. I had a show called Quarantinis with SFK. And I was alone. So I kind of, my audience became like my best friend and it was really intimate. And also prior, like I didn't, you know, I, I, 
I'm not, I don't consider myself an influencer. Like, and in fact, like my mom and I were talking about this last night because she was like, it's funny, like on your dates on let's fucking date. Like when anyone would ask you like, what do you do? Like you never really had an answer. And it's like, cause I, I'm so many different things. And I, I, yeah. like, I'm, I, 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 yes, I quote unquote influence. Everyone's an influencer. So that's like not real. Um, yeah. I would, I would say, I would say to my mom, I was like, well, I'm an icon. And she was like, you can't say it about yourself. But I'm like, of course <laughs> I can. SFK would say that about herself. So it's really like, you know, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, I'm a businesswoman. I'm a producer. Um, I'm a coach. You're multifaceted. I'm multifaceted. And I think, you know, like classic, like women have to be like, you know, fit into a box or a category. But, but anyway, I started doing it with quarantinis. And then I just did a live date one night and it was just unbelievable how many people were tuning in. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to call let's fucking date and, and go from there. And I did it for three months today. We just announced the season finale and the winner is none other than SFK, obviously. Um, so iconic. Like literally when Serena told me this right before we started recording, cause I hadn't checked Instagram yet. She literally just announced it. I was like, that is the most fucking incredible thing ever. I mean, I'm shocked, but at the same time, I'm like, that's just SFK. Like that is actually super on brand for you to do and makes perfect sense because you, the way you love yourself is for me, inspiring and I fucking love myself. So for me to be inspired by the way someone else loves themselves is, is very rarely happens. So I, I love that you chose yourself. Like, I think that's incredible and so empowering to so many people who have tuned in for weeks, months. And like, I think that'll speak volumes to them. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really, truly like, you know, the big part of the show too is like that, you know, you should never settle. And it was very yeah. clear to me that, you know, even though, yeah, I met amazing guys, amazing guys that weren't for me, like no one was the one. And yeah. I want to teach women that like, especially the younger women that watch my show, like you, you know, like you have to choose yourself first. Um, exactly. And, and like you want to, and, and I get shit all the time. I mean, I'm Arab, I'm, you know, a 31 year old woman who lives alone. So people are constantly telling me like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? You're too picky. You're too this. I'm like, I'm not, I just know who I am. I know what I want. I know what I need from someone. And I haven't met someone who does those things for me. And it's not that, you know, I need a man to feel complete. I want a man who can be my partner and we can, you know, kind of help each other throughout life. And there's so much pressure constantly, I think on women to get married and start a family. And, and, you know, he's, at least he's nice, you know, he opens doors for you and just kind of settle for these little fucking things that should honestly be like standard. Like they should not be like exciting. Like these should be fucking standard things, but there's so much pressure for women to just kind of settle without actually saying, Oh, you should just settle. I agree. I also just think, you know, like you should put yourself first in terms of like, where are you at in your career? Like what makes you happy? You know, I just think that like the problem is it's just like we, you know, think about it like women back, you know, in Jane Austen era, Pride and Prejudice, like <laughs> women, their only role was to get married because that's how it would decide the destiny of their life. And that kind of, you know, that ideology is really ingrained in us, even though we're in the workplace now, but women, you yeah, know, it, it hasn't been that long. So I think it's very difficult. Like, you know, we are, you know, we, we're mothers, we give birth, we, you know, but we also are in the workplace and we also want to be CEOs and the president, whatever. And I think, um, it's difficult. It's a difficult thing to navigate. And I, I I can't tell you like how much I felt like my self-worth was dependent on the opinion of a man or whether I hooked up with someone or whether, you know, so like, and when I would get ghosted or rejected, like it would just kill and eat away at me. And like, I hated not having that control. 
like I didn't even know that I could have that control over the, you know, and, but the more that I really nurtured the relationship with myself, the more I'm like, you know what? Like when a guy goes to me or rejects me, like, thank fucking God, because it's like yeah. better than being like, you know, d- d- teased and pulled around. And like, you know, like it just like, I'd rather know straight up, like, are you into me or not? Like if, if not next, I'll find someone who is. And I think it's just, it's tough. But I think that at the end of the day, like, you live once on this earth, like don't fucking settle. Like you're going to find your person, like, you know, but believe in yourself, you know, you can't, you're going to settle if you don't think that you're worthy of having the best partner ever. So I agree with you. And, and I, and, and that's the thing. I think that it takes a lot to kind of keep on that path of like, I'm not going to settle because I'm like, even if it's, unintentional there are just people around you like your friends will be like oh so you so it's not gonna work out between you guys oh but he was so nice and they're just kind of like you know without even saying like oh you should give him another chance even though you literally just fucking told me you don't think he's good enough for you but you should just give him another chance there's i feel like a lot of that going around and and even while you were um uh, you know, doing your, your, your show with let's fucking date. Um, there was a guy on the show who was an asshole. I mean, I'm sure he's nice, but like, I thought he was an asshole. And there were still a lot of people telling you like, you should give him another chance. You should give him another chance. And where do you think that like stems from? Um, well, I think, that, <laughs> I think, um, you know, it's complicated. I think, you know, it yeah. was a show, I think that, you know, my fans saw a lot of chemistry with some of the men, even though, yeah. you know, and it was difficult. Like, I think that I, you know, there was one particular person who it was so obvious. I mean, I've rewatched like all the episodes and like, it was unbelievable, our chemistry. Like I was even kind of taken aback because in the moment I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to way too many things. I mean, think about it. Like I'm the cameraman, I'm the lighting, I'm hair and makeup, I'm the producer, I'm the host. Yeah. I'm the contestant. I'm on the date. I'm monitoring how many people are watching. What are the comments? Text from my producer. Like, it's just like, there's so much, you know, for me to navigate and figure out. So when I watch back some of the episodes, yeah, like there was just one guy who like, obviously I had so much chemistry with, and you know, we had a lot of drama over the season because it was difficult for him to accept the fact that I was on a dating show, which is completely yeah. normal. But there was another thing too, where there was two components. One, I don't think that he really liked that I was a dating show, but two, I don't think he, I think we both were questioning, like, are you actually being serious? Yeah. We could never really like, we were like, wait, is this real or is this fake? Is this for social media? Is it not both of us? Like, I, and I don't think that we ever got through that hum. So I think that my audience sometimes would be like, give him another chance because they were like, you, maybe you have to take this offline you know, maybe this is, you know, and it's too much when you have an entire audience with picking sides and, you know, but something I also really like was very important on the show, which I've seen in a lot of other dating shows. What I did differently with Let's Fucking Date that I really wanted to do differently than other shows was this. One was all the dates are blind, like really blind. I never went in ever knowing who I was going on a date with. I had my producer vet people. Like I did not want to know because I think that in, you know, IRL real world dating, we go in with so many preconceived notions of who people are. One, two, I wanted the entire atmosphere and energy of the show to be positive. I didn't want people shitting on people. I didn't want people canceling people. I didn't want, you know, just because a guy isn't good for me doesn't mean he's not a good person. And that is a very important distinction to make because I think that a lot of shows like The Bachelor and other dating shows, like they just destroy people's reputations and identities. And for, for the sake of television and, you know, and ratings and it's, it's fucked up. And three, you know, I think that what made this show so special was the live aspect was like, you know, 
having so much, having let the audience really play God, letting, letting them, you know, not only be on the date with me, send comments, make, you know, which I would read and I would be like, oh my God, you know, someone wants to know, do you have a tattoo or what sign are you? Or if I was like, ah, like what's your birth chart? Like they, someone, you know, it was amazing having that real interaction engagement and having also something where everyone, every single Friday, 8.30 PM, every single person would have something to look forward to that week. And it would be in the comment section with their friends. It was this real community that we built during quarantine, during very rough period of time where we're all stuck in our apartments, you know? Um, and I really think that also you, the fact that, you know, we have an after show and I have fans and friends come in and weigh in on the dates afterwards. Like, again, like that's so incredible. Like, that hasn't happened on a dating show before. Right. Like this. I love thing. the after show. Like I, I love let's fucking date, but the after show was my absolute favorite. Like just watching everyone with their opinions and then you going back and forth. Cause like, the thing is, is like while we're watching or while I was watching Let's Fucking Date and like I'm seeing all these comments and I know that you're probably reading them to a certain degree. Like I, I, to be honest, like I'll be watching. I'm like, how the fuck is Serena doing this right now? Like she's talking to this guy. She's like keeping the conversation going. She looks great. Yeah. I know she's reading the fucking comments and taking like mental, <laughs> mental notes. And then you come on the after show and you're just like, guys, let's fucking, let's talk about this. And it's just watching you interact with your audience, especially Andy. I love Andy. I'm an Andy stan. He's <laughs> the cutest human in the world um and just seeing you kind of talk it through with everyone and really take your audience's opinion into consideration and really thoughtfully you know listen and kind of dissect their commentary on it is to me the most fun yeah i think it was also like it really provided this like space for us to talk about like okay what are red flags like what do we want like what don't we like and like how many people get to have you know thousands of people watching them on a first date like never like I you know the fact that all my friends my best friends get to watch me on a first date they'd never seen me on a first date before I know (laughs) um so I really wanted to also be a role model to show like you can be yourself never you know settle for anything less but also be true to who you are if you don't like something call that person out be polite be respectful you know and 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 have a good time I feel like dating is marketing towards women like as this like even from the days of sex in the city which is one of my favorite television shows like as this really like negative and like exhausting experience and there's no men in New York like what is that like (laughs) dating is getting to know someone and even if they're not the love of your life like that's a very positive experience that human connection is so important so quite frankly like I just really wanted to bring back the positivity in dating and in dating television I'm not even gonna lie, like literally watching you do Let's Fucking Date made me re-download a dating app on my phone that had I previously delayed, deleted because I was like, this fucking app is annoying. All these guys are so creepy and weird and like, just I don't want to talk to them. And then I was like, you know what? If Serena can go on dates, live dates with people she's never met before in front of an entire audience, I can download an app and try to have conversations with men, even if they're not going to work out or go anywhere. I can, I can do that because I think that, you know, I do love myself and I'm content with myself, but I do want to have a partner. And I think that that's another thing. Like, for women, I feel like there's a lot of boxes that we're put into. And it's like, oh, like, if you are, you know, focused on your career, then you don't care about finding love. Like, no, why those things are not mutually exclusive. I think that you can be focused on your career and yourself and still want to be in love with someone and have someone to come home to and spend your life with. 
I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I just like, I guess maybe I'm 26. Like I'm just not there yet. I like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like I want to make money. I want to be an icon. I want the whole world to know who I am. And like, that's my focus. And like, it's not to say that I, you know, obviously there are moments where like, I would love a partner through all of this, but I also believe you have to trust the timing of your life. And I think the more that you focus on yourself and what makes you happy, the right person will come. A hundred percent. And, and that's very right. And I, you know, literally, you know, you're 26 and I think you're so mature for a 26 year old. Like when I was 26, I don't even know what the fuck I was doing, but I, I like the, literally when you said that, I was like, Oh wait, Serena's 26. Like, that's crazy. But like you, that's saying 26 to me is like, it's so young. You should be having fun. You should be focusing on yourself. If you meet someone great, awesome. But that wasn't my concern when I was 26. And I don't think that it should, you know, be a huge concern. I mean, unless that's something that I guess you, you really feel passionately about go for it. But like, I think that more girls in their early 20s should be focusing on building their careers and building themselves in general, building up their confidence and their self worth so that if they do meet someone later, great. And if they don't, great, you're going to be fine either way. You're going to meet someone. Everyone's going to yeah. meet someone. No one's not met their person. I'm sorry. Like you're going to meet someone. It's fine. You know, like <laughs> that's the thing. Like you, you, you are everyone. There's not going to be. I, and I tell this to a lot of my clients. Like you're not going to be the one person that didn't find their person. It's just I'm yeah. Sorry. Like everyone's going to meet their person, but let you're going to meet them. So if you have that kind of self assuredness, like I will meet them. They exist. I'm going to keep doing me. Then it takes out this like desperate and like you know insecure <clears throat> energy when you're on a date. And I just think that you're less likely to be yourself if you're so focused on like, oh my God, like, is this my good person? Like, am, are we going to get married? Like, calm the fuck down. Like, just enjoy <laughs> every moment, you know, in time and just be yourself. I agree. Yeah. And I do want to say though, like, I think that there is a certain level of vulnerability that I think probably had to go into play for you to go on these live dates. Like, what was that like for you? Like, did you feel like nervous? Like, were you like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, Before the date? Yeah. Or like while you're on the date and like you have an audience watching you yeah. on a date, that to me is like fucking terrifying. Yeah. I think it was, you know, it was, it was moments where it's like, this isn't a date. This is a TV show. And I think that that yeah. is something that was like tough because I would have to like pull out, you know, bold, risque, <laughs> bite worthy questions that I wouldn't necessarily, you know, and I'm also, it's all about energy. It's about reading the room. It's about, you know, and I, I noticed as the season progressed, like particularly the last couple of episodes, like I was fucking exhausted. Like yeah. I, I wanted to keep going because the momentum was so high for the show. And like, you know, we were, it's still like kind of, a, you know, we obviously are still fully in a pandemic, but but like after we did the sponsored episode with Bumble, it, you know, I talked to my team and we were like, you know what? Like it's been literally exactly three months. Like that's over almost 30 dates. Like let's, let's take a beat. Let's reset. Let's think about, you know, what we did. That's great. What we could do better. Can we get more money behind the show? Um, what can LFT, you know, and, and, and something that me and my team literally just decided today. So here's some nice tea for your exclusive, exclusive, exclusive is that like, we're going to create a let's talking date into an ecosystem. It's literally going to be the resource guide source of entertainment education for dating in a post COVID world or during a COVID world. Right. Because, um, I don't believe that exists. I don't believe there's an ESPN 
or Disney of dating. And what's fucking date is going to be that. I think it's because it's the show is a perfect way to like open this conversation. And I'm realizing like, I get so many DMs, so many emails, so many, you know, questions about dating, about dating apps, profiles, what to wear, what to eat, where to go, how to handle ghosting, you know, texting back, whatever. I'm like, holy shit. Like when I think about me as a person, I mean, my mom were cracking up about this. Like I've kept a diary. It's a juicy couture diary that I made my dad bid for me on eBay. It's iconic. I've been, all the pages are falling out. Literally. I've been writing in this diary since my first kiss. Every, if you want to, if you go, Serena, what books have you read recently? They're all about relationships and dating. Not because I'm desperate, but because I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated with the idea of like, you know, especially heterosexual relationships, because that's obvious. not that the, the the account will just be for that. We are very, you know, diverse, inclusive account period, but particularly for me and my research, like I'm very interested in the dynamics between men and women and the dynamics also that come into play with someone who like me is like incredibly assertive, knows what she wants, isn't afraid to do anything to get it in her work life and how, how the, does that impact, you know, how does SFK impact my relationships? And I realized that like, I love talking about dating. I love talking about sex. And like, I was like, this is perfect. It's a perfect segue. And I know that people want to talk about it too, and they don't know what to do. And I I have yet to see, you know, a a company really nail it, really talk about dating and be that source that's safe and healthy and inclusive and and also, like we talked about, not earnest, not like how to win a guy. Like, no, yeah, like yeah. how to fucking date. And like, and exactly. not only date, you know, to be in a relationship, but also date people, how to make friends, like how to deal with virtual dating. What is this post-COVID world going to look like? I mean, like I ended up being this like dating expert totally by accident because of the show. <laughs> when I think about it more and more, it's like, this is exactly what I want to spend my time doing. Because yeah. it's so related to confidence as well. And I'm so excited. So today we announced the season one winner. And we're going to work really diligently for the next month to create this world. And then season two will be in the fall, which I'm excited about. I'm so excited for season two. Like, I already know that it's going to be incredible. Like, I, I know that it's going to be incredible. Because even if it's exactly what season one is, that to me is like, amazing but i know that you are going to take it to the next level because you're sfk so you're going to do that um but i just i don't know like i think that you're so right and that there is really nothing out there there isn't really like a resource where you're getting real kind of advice that's like applicable to like fucking dating in 2020 because things are so different and they're there are books out there and, you know, but I feel like there's no books that were written recently that are actually helpful. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's like your classics that came out in the early two thousands that I think do have, you know, bits and pieces of like helpful information in them that you can kind of take and do what you will with it. But I think that having a resource for men, women, anyone who's dating to kind of navigate that is something that should exist because in 2020 we have we have tools for everything. Like the internet is like a plethora of information, but there really isn't anything out there that's like that. I agree. I agree. And I, it's confusing because it's like, why? Like, you know, exactly. That literally every single person thinks about and talks about like why, you know, and we already have this built in community that's obsessed. And I really also think that like the show created a precedent of like, this is going to be about, you know, 
good energy, positivity, dating is fun. Like let's fucking date. Like let's have a good yeah. time, especially in like a very, a time of a lot of uncertainty. I want to provide, you know, like this older sister vibe, you know, like this is your older sister telling you what's good. Um, and- exactly. And like, and, and the way that you are does kind of encourage the audience to engage. Cause I'm going to be honest with you. I don't watch a lot of Instagram lives. And if I do, it's usually someone I know. And even then I'm very rarely commenting anything unless it's like someone that I know really well, like, Hey babe, or something like that, or like, LOL. But for the first time in the history of me watching an Instagram live, I actually would comment while you were on dates because I just felt like I needed to. Like it was because it's so much fun. Like it's like everyone is commenting. No one is really being mean. It's I also feel like your audience is really a reflection of you when I read through the comments. Like for the most part, it's super fucking positive. People are being hilarious. They have amazing sense of humor. Everyone is just like having a good time. And it's just like a really fun way to interact with other people. I totally agree. I mean, that was that that's, you know, and when I, I've talked about like selling the show, like, should we sell it to a network? Should we get on it? You know, and it's like, you lose the the comments. And I yeah. can't, that's the show. So yeah. I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to lose. Also, I don't want to lose autonomy. I think like, for a woman, you know, to be in complete control of her image and her TV show. I mean, literally, how many? Sh- I mean, how many people can you say that about? Like, literally, I, I can't. So yeah. like, especially reality television, you know, obviously we see YouTubers and TikTokers, whatever, but I think reality television also that it's live. It's just like, it's a very tricky territory. And, um, I really like, you know, it's funny, like my whole life, like I wanted to be an actress when I grew up and my dad, my parents are both in the industry and my dad is a filmmaker. And he was like, I don't, you know, I really caution against that. And I think if you want to be an actress, fine, but like write everything that you're in. And so then I kind of pivoted and I was like, I don't know if I want to be an actress. Like I only really want to be myself. And I was like, you know, I said to my mom, like, I think, you know, I would be great on The Bachelor and she's a reality TV executive. And she was like, absolutely not. Like, you're not never going to be in control of your image. Because they villainize people. Yeah, but I have both of my parents telling me, no, you can't (laughs) be in control. And I can't tell you how much that's pissed me off, but because I'm an only child and like, I adore both of them and, you know, they're my heroes and role models and I look up to them so much and respect them. I'm like, okay, they're obviously like looking out for my best interest. So I really like, they challenged me to be like, figure out what you want to do in a way that you have complete control. And I yeah. figured it out because I wanted it badly enough. And if it's really the, the point of all this is to show like, if you want something bad enough and you're willing to put in the work and you are absolutely, you have perseverance and you're completely determined, you'll figure it out. And I figured out how to be the bachelorette where I'm the yep. producer and I'm in complete control of the show. Yep. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's your show. No one is telling you what to do. It's really all ultimately up to you. And I think that in itself, you're right. It is empowering. And especially as someone who, you know, I wouldn't, when it comes to my content and everything I put out there, I do it myself. Like from, I stopped having photographers take my photos and I just set up tripods now because I want to be in control of my photos. I know exactly how I want it to look. I already have the vision in my mind. I know what I want it to want to do. And even with my podcast, I've hired people to edit episodes here and there and it came down to it. I'm like, no, I want to be in control of how this turns out, how it sounds. And rather than having someone do this for me, I'm just going to do it myself. And, you know, there are certain things that you want to delegate work to other people. Like you can't, you know, do fucking everything, but there is something really empowering of being in control of what you put out there and getting your vision across to people and having them see 
you in the way that you want to be seen that it feels great. Yeah. I mean, I will say like I hired a producer. I have a social person. Like I'm a big collaborator. Like I love, I'm, I'm huge on that. I would be nothing without my team, but yeah. I, like, I think that ultimately like I didn't want to, you know, pitch like it's, it's, it's my show. I get to decide who's the producer, right? Like I get final. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I think, yeah, you know, yeah, collaboration yeah. is everything. And I'm so blessed that I like, even like you're going to see after this episode ends because you didn't watch it yet. But like <laughs> the way that we announced, you know, the end of season one, like the editing is incredible. Like I wouldn't be anything without my team. And I feel yeah. like it, it's also a reflection of like, you know, the brand. It's like people yeah. want to be, you know, like my dad taught me this. Like he was like, why do you think Julia Roberts is like the most beloved, successful actress like ever? You know, obviously she's an amazing actress and she's beautiful, but she's a really nice person and everyone loves her. She's just nice. And he was like, so be nice. And I like when someone does something for me, like, sure, I pay them obviously, but it's like, to me, it's like, I think that something that's important, it's like really like lifting them up and making them realize their power, making them realize like you're fucking amazing at editing or like, thank you so much for ghostwriting my caption. Like, what would I do without you? Not, not, and by the way, not because I'm being insincere, but because people deserve to be complimented and celebrated. And I just don't think that we do that enough. I don't think that, oh, we, I think, sure. especially women, I think that we like are quick to be catty and tear each other down. It's like, why? Like when I'm on the street and I see someone in a cute outfit, I'm like, oh my God, you look fucking amazing because it makes their day. And I think yeah. the most important thing to do is to do that to yourself, to compliment yourself, to look in the mirror, to talk to yourself as you're your best friend, because you're going to be with yourself your entire fucking life. So you might as well be your best friend. You know, no one's going to be agree. longer than you. It, and, and, and it's, it's so true about like complimenting other people. And, and my take on that is I think a lot of times the reason why women are hesitant to compliment one another is because they feel insecure. So they, you know, they don't feel confident enough in themselves. So it doesn't feel good to them to compliment anyone else and lift them up because they feel like it's taking away from them in a way when in reality, I love when I can fucking make someone else's day. Like I literally was talking about this on, I think the most recent episode of the podcast. Like if I go into a store and I'm talking to the cashier and I can make her feel good about herself or whatever the fuck it is, I'm not doing it because I'm like, Ooh, it's going to make me feel good. Seeing her feel good is enough. Like seeing her women. Yeah. Like that's just exactly. And, and I feel like there is a lot of people who, who say that, but like, they're not actually doing it in their everyday life. And obviously, you know, be genuine about it. Don't tell someone that you love their outfit if you fucking hate their outfit. But you know what? If you see some girl and you think that she has gorgeous hair, be like, oh my God, your hair is gorgeous. And I'm sure that will make her a fucking day. And I, I'm, I love complimenting women. It's, I literally love it because they appreciate it. And they know this bitch is not going to fucking tell me I look cute unless she actually thinks I look cute. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Uh, yeah. And I want to talk about your confidence coaching. So like, how does that work? How do people, you know, get in touch with you? Like, what is that kind of process like? Yeah, I mean, it's really like, I think it's just like a middle ground between um, a therapist and a best friend. I think it's someone <laughs> who, like, I really think that's what it is. I mean, I usually ask them, like, are you in therapy? And a lot of the people my clients are, I've literally like, I think at this point, I've had over 50 women um, ranging from 14 years old to 50 years old. Um, and really like we dive right in and I'm like, what's going on? Like, let's just talk it out. And I think that unlike therapy where you're kind of, and I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I've been in therapy since I was seven years old. I think, whereas like, you're kind of like going to your past and figuring out why things are working out or why I think why you're behaving this way, or you're trying to understand and make sense of who you are as a reaction to your upbringing, which is hundred percent valid. And also everyone should do that. Um, I think that confidence coaching is more like, okay, 
you're not feeling good. Like what's going on? Like, how are we going to change that? And really making them understand that the second that they realize that the relationship with themselves and loving yourself is the most important thing you could ever do in your life. And it will spill into every part of your life, your career, your relationships, partnerships, your body, everything. When you nail that, that's when you will truly find happiness. And so I work with them to give them actionable steps to working towards that. And I think that it's been amazing. And it's also like, you know, it's coming from someone who's 26, who was insecure and became confident, right? So it's like not bullshit. It's like, my yeah. stories on like, I, I I can show you videos of me sobbing at Duke. Like I, it's fully real. So showing, and I say to them, I'm like, I'm not that special. Like, I'm not like, a, like I literally just figured it out and I'm here to show you how you can do it as well. And confidence is a choice and you can make it. So let's do it. Um, and it's proven to be really amazing. Um, because it's, you know, like when my mom is like, no, you're beautiful. You're amazing. Or like when a friend is, it's like, it feels insincere <laughs> because it's like, well, you have to tell me that you love me. But when you have someone like me tell it to you, it's like, I have no skin in this game. Like, I'm not like, you know, gassing you up just to gas you up. Like I'm, you know, I'm being serious and I don't know you. So I think that gives them also more confidence as well. Yeah, it just it's it's a more realistic approach to confidence building, I think, because you've lived it, you've experienced it, and you kind of have a good hold on like what tools helped you get to where you are. I think that's something that is special about you is that you kind of I don't know if it's like a lot of reflecting or or, or how it, you know, happened, but like I feel like you're very good at like articulating like things you can do to be more confident. Like I feel like that is like a gift that you have because like I said, I mean, I think that I'm very confident and people will ask me all the time, how can I be more confident? And I really kind of don't, I, I don't really know what to say to them. Cause I'm like, I just really fucking like myself. And it just kind of fucking happened. I started focusing on things about myself that I like, but like, it's not something that I can like teach someone how to do, but that's something that you are excellent at is teaching people how to be more compliment, uh, confident in themselves. And in, in just the most beautiful way, like it just comes across as like, you lived it, you experienced it, you know what it feels like to not be confident, you know what it feels like to cry because someone said X, Y, and Z to you. So you kind of have lived that experience and you are putting yourself out there and being vulnerable, being like, hey, listen, I've been there, but you can, you know, get to where I am and it's it's very tangible. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think that people a lot of a lot of the times I get like, but I'm like already in my twenties. Like I'm like, oh my God, like you can start being confident at 70 years old. Like there's no mm-hmm. it's not too late. It's it's realizing like yesterday was yesterday. Five minutes ago was five minutes ago. Like it right now. Like you're making this decision right now and I'm gonna help you get there. And it's proven to be very successful. It's because I it's something I feel very confident in what I do. Like I know how to make people <laughs> realize their power. I don't know how. And that's the thing. Why. Confidence is powerful. Like that's the thing. Like being confident is powerful. And then you can kind of almost transfer that power to other people if you have the right tools, which I think you do. Like it, your confidence is literally contagious. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate of, that. Of course. And like... Is there, for people who are listening, because I I have an audience that ranges through so many different ages, what would you say like are a few things that you could try to do just to, if you're feeling down about yourself, just to feel a little bit more confident, to feel a little bit better about yourself? You can sign up for a confidence coaching session with your girl SFK. Hell yeah. (laughs) So how do people, how do people sign up for that? There's a link in my bio. You can type in my name. It's on my website. Um, Yeah. Like I, I, I really, I think, you know it's a really special experience and I've gotten incredible feedback and testimonials and 
I really like, it's also a great way for me to connect with, you know, my audience or not, or, or like fresh faces. And I, I love it. I really like, I really value the time. I do two a day at this point. Like it's kind of nuts. It's like, Oh, wow. That, yeah. that is nuts. How long do they usually range for? Um, it's 30 minutes usually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's amazing. Honestly, Serena, I swear to God, like literally the whole time you're talking, I'm like this girl needs to write a fucking book. Like she absolutely needs to write a book. So I'm just telling you, I would love to read a book if you wrote one. Um, but you mentioned that you've read some books and done some research. Are there any books that you feel like, oh, this is a great book for women to read? You know, it's interesting. Like, no. And that's why like, I, have to, I have to write a fucking book because I, like, no, like I did not get my confidence from books. You know, I yeah. did one book that I love, which is called Mastery of Love um, by Don Miguel Ruiz. And that I think is actually a great book. It's just not I've actually, yeah, it's heard, heard it. of that author. Like, yeah, I don't know incredible. if it's that book in particular that I've heard a friend of mine talk about, but apparently this author puts out pretty decent literature. So I think that's, you know, like definitely confidence coaching with Serena could be beneficial. But I also think that like, you know, if, if that's something that you're not able to do, reading a book maybe could help a little bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's about changing your perspective. So whether it's through me or whether it's through a book, like it's all just about realizing your power and, and why we think that the way we think. And I thought that that book did an excellent job. And then obviously people should be following you online because I'm being serious. Like just literally your little mirror videos that you do. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like I instantly am like, I'm going to go check myself in the mirror right now because oh, yeah. Serena is, you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I literally feel like your confidence is contagious. So people should definitely follow you online. Where can they follow you everywhere and keep up with everything, Serena, everything. Let's fucking date. Yeah. Serena Kerrigan is my handle on everything. And definitely I answer all my dms so dm me and stay tuned for season two of let's fucking date i'm so i'm like it's been only like a couple weeks and i'm like ready to jump right back in but um not yet (laughs) (laughs) i don't i honestly props to you for doing it for three months that's insane that's literally interacting with any person that or different people that much like to me i'm like i'm exhausted for you so you definitely need a little bit of a break because yeah i mean dating is fun but also can be a little, a little exhausting, especially. No, it was also I, like it was also like it was kind of like I realized like I made it, I was like tripping on shrooms like one of the weekends after and like I came up I like literally had this like crazy realization that like that's fucking it was like being a live DJ like like legitimately it was like being Diplo or like Tiesto or like what it's like literally me alone like completely isolated. But feeling the like exhilaration and seeing the numbers of people, right? Because I would see how many people I had like four thousand people watching, right? And by people, I mean accounts. And those people would probably be with groups. So thousands of people watching me, and I would feel the momentum of it. And the second it ended, the the the, the come down was like horrible. Like because I was alone. Like there was no friend. There was no, I was completely alone and also pretty fucking drunk after the after show. So like <laughs> it was very like taxing like and I didn't realize this like I didn't because I'm someone again who's like I'm a very positive person so I don't you know and I, I realize that I have immense privilege and I would never want to complain you know but I realized I'm like holy shit like this is kind of like very isolating and and very tiring and so I think it's really important for even and it's something that's very difficult for me to accept but you have to know when to like take a break to reset. It doesn't mean that people are going to forget about you or that like, you know, you have to know because if not, then you're going to burn out. And I was burning out towards the end for sure. And I like feel that like on a deep level, because for me, like I do, I guess have that thought of if I'm not putting out content regularly, 
people are going to stop fucking caring, which is, which is not true. Mm -hmm. Like you are allowed to take breaks. I think, you know, it is, it can be difficult though, when you are just like a, a person who feels like you need to be working all the time. Like I am that person. I do feel like I need to be working all the time. It makes me feel good though. That's the thing. It's not like yeah, I do it and I hate it. Like, I do it and I feel fulfilled and I feel great and I feel really good about myself. And I totally. feel like, okay, now I can reward myself and I can, you know, relax or do whatever I want. And that's kind of how I am. I'm very reward based. It's so funny. Cause the other day I was like working and I, my friend was like, Oh, what are you going to eat? I'm like, I'll eat something delicious when I'm done with what I'm doing. Like I just need right. to finish it. And then I can reward myself with whatever it is like watching TV, uh, watching, let's fucking date. But I do think that we do need to sometimes take a step back and be like, okay, you know, I am trying to be positive about this, but maybe I am a little exhausted. Maybe I do need a little bit of break because burnout is very real. Right. Yep. Amen. And what are some things that you kind of do when you feel burnt out? Like, do you have any like things that Serena does to decompress? Um, that's a good question. I love therapy. Obviously I'm a big proponent of that. Um, you know, I think it's really just like, I don't know. It's a good question. I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at it. Cause it's like when I'm not working, I'm like on my phone, but like that's technically still working. Right. <laughs> like social, um, you know, I think like spending time with friends, like I'm a big, like yeah. I'm the only child Like my friends are like my lifeline. Um, I think like no. reading, you know, getting off the phone is like pretty key. It's so hard to do though, but I mean, listen, if you know how to do it, fucking tell me because I'm in such a bad toxic relationship, I feel like with my phone because I've I try not to go on it immediately when I wake up. But like lately, I don't know, I'm in the like, I've been getting like a lot of weird, like shaming comments, which is very disturbing. And so I wake up every morning, I go delete them all. So that's my morning routine for the last three days is literally going on Instagram and deleting comments from people trying to body shame me which is fucking ridiculous. But like, that's not a great way to start your day for anyone. But I need to stop doing that. So I've been I'm going to try tonight to sleep with my phone in another room, because I would rather not wake up and look straight at my phone, especially if it's to like, do I guess, like maintenance and clean up my page, because I just don't like, I don't like people being able to post negative things. Because I feel like when other people see that it makes them feel negatively. And I just don't want that to be the space that I have created online. Totally, totally. I'm very like I whenever someone speaks badly about themselves, I'm like, Nope, we don't do that here. You know? Yeah, like, we, yeah, it's all about being positive. So, so I yeah. love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Serena. Like I so am having me. You're so, so glad. I can't wait for you to see the video. You're gonna die. I Oh, I'm literally going to, once we are done recording, run to my phone and go watch it because I can't wait. I I feel honored that you told me yourself. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. do feel very special. I'm like, Serena fucking told me that she is the winner of Let's Fucking Date. I didn't find out online. <laughs> I love that you didn't know. I mean, like, I thought it was gonna be so obvious that I was a winner. So it makes me so happy that. Oh my God. No, I was, I was shocked. I was, sh- I mean, the thing is, it's like, I was shocked at the same time, like kind of not shocked because I'm like, this makes sense. But right. at the same time, I I don't know. Like, I guess I'm just so used to reality TV shows giving you like the kind of I, result that you expect. But of course, you you decide to throw a little curveball. A hundred percent. I mean, like, I was just like, wait, no, no, no. Like, it's. I mean, it can't be anyone. It has to be me. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, 
Thank you well, so much I, for your time. I loved it. I love your podcast. I can't wait to re-listen to it because I love the sound of my own voice. So, Oh my God. <laughs> you need to help me with that because I think it's probably from editing my own podcast. When I listen to my voice now, I cringe and I'm like, oh my God. Don't speak badly. No, 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 no. We don't do that. <laughs> I do love myself though, but I'm telling you, if, we, if you edit your voice for several hours, it makes you start fucking hearing weird shit. But um, <laughs> thank you so much, Serena. And yeah, say something nice about yourself if you're listening to this. Think about something that you fucking like about yourself. Fucking tell yourself that you're hot and you're great and i learned that from fucking serena because i mean queen of confidence there you fucking go let's fucking go (laughs) let's fucking go thanks for having me